All right, so I wanted to go hands-on with the iPhone 10 uh, before I made this podcast, um, and I did that yesterday. I went to Best Buy. I spent about 10 minutes with the iPhone 10, and then about five minutes with an Android phone, and that's the Essential phone. Um, the Essential phone got my attention because it's you know Andy Rubin's new company, and he's building a whole ecosystem. And it's also a really well-made phone, um, so I wanted to go hands-on with that too. Um, but first, the iPhone. Uh, I had kind of said previously that if you've got an iPhone um, and you like it, keep it. If you're looking, like if you need a new iPhone, like I had a few friends with iPhones that are like breaking, and they're like, no, I need a new iPhone. Um, you know, do I go for the 10? And my... <sighs> My question had always been, you know, what do you have now? If you have an iPhone Plus and you love the bigger screen and you're used to the bigger screen, then yeah, if you need a new phone and you can stomach the price of the 10, the 10's great. It's going to provide that screen real estate, although not as much as the Plus does, um, because even though the screen's uh, taller, which gives it that 5.8 inch uh, diagonal number, it's actually slimmer. And so it's got less screen real estate. Um, it also doesn't have, like, the iPhone, now the 8 Plus, has a bunch of software tweaks that lets you um, use, like, you know, you, the tabs are different. It lets you kind of use it almost like a mini tablet on some software stuff that's not available on the 10. Um, but if you are used to the bigger screen, yeah, the 10's the way to go. Um, if you're used to the smaller iPhone, the 4.7-inch screen, I still have a hard time recommending the 10 over um, the 8, um, but it also depends on your usage. Uh, the new Animojis are everywhere. We've got people doing Animoji karaoke's. Yeah, it's cool. Um, I've got to wonder how long that's going to continue to be super popular. Um, like, I always thought when iOS came out with the whole, like, voice message thing through iMessage. Like, I thought that would be cool to just send a voicemail, like a voice message. But I usually ended up just uh, using the dictation function and <laughs> dictating a message that way. Um, because there are lots of situations in which you can read something but not watch with audio. Like, if you're in class or an office meeting or on an airplane... <coughs> And so, I don't know if Animoji starts being a gimmick or if people really use that long term. Um, and then also, I think the whole swiping, no home button thing depends on your usage. You know, I like the ability of just leaving my phone flat, putting my finger on it, and then really easily singing, like, an, a notification badge count on an app. Um, that's not really possible with Face ID. You have to have you know, kind of be looking at the sensor. Um, so it depends on your use case scenario. I will say the iPhone 10 had a gorgeous screen. The OLED just, it looks great. Um, even if you're a Samsung person, I think you'll be impressed. Uh, one thing to keep in mind is burn-in. Um, as more and more people, you know, Samsung has a, a large user base, um, and we've They've really not had a big issue with screen burn-in. But if you often have your phone on the same screen for a long time, um, 
see, like I, because when I drive for Uber, I use Google Navigation, and that has a lot of the same like bars and images on the screen for a long time. Uh, that could potentially be a burn-in issue. Um, so don't think that Apple is going to uh, replace your screen if after you know a year and a half you've got burn-in. Um, not likely. It's a function. It's a you know side effect of the OLED. Um, so just be warned. Uh, so I think my recommendation still stands. If you if Animoji don't excite you, if you like Touch ID, um, I would say save the three hundred dollars. Whether it's you know less money up front or lower monthly payments, I think the iPhone eight is still a great phone. Um, that probably does what 99% of people need it for. Um, and I'm a car guy. So I was thinking about the car analogy and the car analogy is, you know, when Porsche came out with their new, you know, 911 turbo S is that the greatest Porsche currently on sale? And the answer of course is yes. It's their, you know, fastest sports car. It's a great, you know, everyday use. Um, but if you are even somewhat money constricted, something like a Cayman S provides, you know, 90% of the fun, um, that you're going to use every day. And so, uh, you know, even if maybe you can stretch and spend the money, you could save the money and still have a really great car or in this case phone. Um, and I also wanted to say the essential phone, uh, you know, they dropped the price $200 Best Buy now dropped another 50 uh, so if you're an Android person, that screen was also gorgeous. I, uh, I have an HTC 10, love it. Um, but the essential phone is a lot lighter than I thought it would be. And it feels great in hand. It really feels like the old iPhone four does. Oh, uh, and one thing about the iPhone 10, that Chrome or stainless surgical steel surrounding around the phone looks super cheap and it's going to get scratched so easy. If you buy an iPhone 10, please at least get like a plastic TPU case because um, it's ugly or it will be in a little bit. And that camera bump on the iPhone 10 is crazy. But yeah, essential phone down to 449 at Best Buy, um, kind of the same size screen as the iPhone, uh, crazy pixel density. Um, they're making it better all the time. Uh, the camera is not quite where it should be in a flagship, but then again, they've dropped the price to 449 So if you're in need of an Android phone and you were kind of thinking about the Pixel, but you thought, is there a way I can save 200 bucks and still get a really great Android phone? The answer is yes. The Essential Phone. Um, a few people that I know have bought one and love it, and I went hands-on, and it's a great piece of hardware. And the software seemed really clean, too. Um, next up in Android land, the Razer phone. So I was super excited about this. Uh, Razer uh, is a manufacturer of, like, gaming keyboards and mice and great gaming laptops. And they do some ultra portables, too. Um, they're just great quality, great design. Um, and they brought... Uh, they bought... Uh, another company, Nextbit, uh, which was um, a manufacturer, they made one phone so far, the Robin, uh, before they got bought. 
Um, I actually still own a Robin. It's not my primary phone. It's my secondary phone. I, um, I bought that. Well, I bought it a cause it was crazy on sale. It was like 120 bucks. Um, slightly used and it was a great deal. Um, and then I unlocked the bootloader and put Cyanogen mod or sorry, lineage OS on it. Um, so I could kind of keep up with what lineage is doing, but a great phone, um, unlike Sony, they've been able to at least, uh, you know, without that contract that Sony signed, I guess, however many years ago, um, <coughs> do a power button and the fingerprint sensor in one on the side. It's great, especially because your thumb is usually resting right there. Um, and so they bought Nextbit and then the specs on this phone leaked and they all turned out to be true and they're just... If you're an Android fanboy, they are just pure wet dream material. Um, the 5.7 inch 1440p display, um, the Snapdragon 835, 8 gigs of RAM, they have speakers, uh, dual front firing speakers that are Dolby certified. Um, you probably don't ever need a Bluetooth speaker again, um, with these, <laughs> with this phone. Um, it's got the first ever in a mobile phone, um, 120 Hertz display. And so, uh, whether you're, uh, gaming, um, or, you know, fastly scrolling through web pages, it's instantaneous, it's smooth. Um, it's an IGZO IPS panel. Um, it, it runs virtually stock Android with a Nova launcher, the premium paid for built in, um, USB-C. It's the first phone with quick charge 4.0 plus, um, which is, uh, all about efficiency. Uh, it's supposed to help keep your temperatures cooler. Um, I did some testing cause you know, I'm here in Florida. It's hot a lot of the year. Um, and quick charge, uh, is a great technology, but it's very temperature sensitive. And so I use quick charge a lot in my car and especially on a summer day, the car can be really hot. And so I did some testing with my favorite program Amper, um, that gives you information about the kind of charge you're getting. And, uh, even if I would just hold the phone over my air vent just to help cool down the battery by like three degrees, it would like double the, uh, charge rate. Um, and so any technology like this quick charge four plus that aims to lower batteries is also gonna, I mean, have the bonus effect of, um, being more gentle on your battery, but it's also going to let you get a faster charge in more situations. It's also why, uh, one pluses dash charge is great. Um, because it does all of the, uh, voltage management on the charger side, not on the phone side. Um, and so the heat never really even hits your phone. Um, but the razor phone is great. The one problem might be the cameras. Um, it has a, uh, they've gone for a dual camera setup with the second lens being a zoom lens. Um, neither lens is optically, uh, stabilized and so low light photos might be kind of rough um, but we'll have to see on further reviews but if you're a gamer if you're a crazy multitasker 
Um, if you want a phone that's going to just scream and scream unendingly, uh, the Razer phone for six ninety nine is going to be your bet. I mean, uh, nobody has a phone out there that can compete with this on specs. The OnePlus 5 uh, does have um, the CPU and the 8 gigs of RAM, um, but it has a much lower uh, resolution and I would say quality screen that also can't do 120 hertz. So the Razer phone, it's going to be shipping later this month. Crazy buy. Um, and I will say, I, I do want to go back and have a caveat and throw a stone at Apple. Um, every other manufacturer with a quick charge capable device, except for maybe some of the like $200 Android phones that are uh, quick charge capable, um, come with quick charge capable power supply and cables in the box. Um, it is absolutely insane that when you open up your uh, $1,000 iPhone 10 box you get a wall charger that charges at one amp and a usb to lightning cable um if you have an iphone like any iphone don't use the start the standard wall charger that comes with it um anchor makes a great foldable two port 2.4 amp charger your phone will charge so much faster um but then if you want the actual quick charge uh, Apple setup, it's like, I think, 50 bucks for the plug and the USB-C to lightning cable is like another 15 or 20. It's, it's absolutely insane. No other phone maker does that and Apple gets away with it because Apple, but um, absolutely insane. But if you want an iPhone that does quick charge now, uh, you can do it with the iPhone 8, 8 Plus, and the iPhone 10. Uh, you just have to shop around. Um, and Anchor does a great... Um, the standard is USB power delivery, sometimes abbreviated as USB PD. Um, so that's what to look for. Um, and then last up is the uh, Sprint T-Mobile failure again at a merger. Um, it's hard to understand why Sprint, uh, like what their goal was. Uh, basically it fell apart because, uh, Sprint, which is, um, largely owned by SoftBank, which is a Japanese company. Um, they didn't want to cede control of the new organization. Um, they wanted more of a control on the new board, um, you know, the rumor had always been that uh, John Legere, the T-Mobile CEO, was going to stay around as CEO. Um, and so that was the sticking point, and it failed. And they've tried this merger like three times in the last four years, and it always falls apart. Um, and so we're going to continue to have four main carriers. Um, it would have been great uh, to see... You know, even that combined carrier would still be smaller than AT&T or Verizon. Um, so it would have been great to see. Uh, T-Mobile has done some, you know, they've done a lot to become the, you know, to leapfrog Sprint. Um, 
and they they now have you know a great network in most places. Um, but it would have been great to see what they could do with that extra um, spectrum and infrastructure that Sprint had. And yeah, it didn't happen. So now they're gonna have to go it alone, uh, which is fine. Um, hopefully, they start rolling out some. Uh, band 71 in more places uh, that'll help especially if you're in a rural area or in a building that has you know zero or really bad reception uh, t-mobile's band 71 is going to roll out which is not supported on the new iphone 10 but is supported on phones like the lg v30 um, so just something to keep in mind but anyways Hope all you nerds are doing great, and I had a blast. Talk to you next time.